We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two pitch, ball line to Yount, it's short, he throws, it's over! The Brewers have won the American League pennant! Milwaukee, you have a World Series! Hit in the air, Yount makes a great catch, and Juan Diemus has thrown the first no-hitter in Milwaukee Brewer history! Swings, and here it is! A base hit in the right center! He's done it. 3,000 for Robin. And there's a drive in the left field. This is hit well. And it's gone. Robin. A two-run home run. The Brewers take the lead. Morgan, a smash up the middle. Base hit the center. You're cruising for a bruising with me, Andrew Snyder. And me, Adam McGee. As we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers for the Eurostep Podcast Network and Blue Wire Podcast. Adam, the the Milwaukee Brewers have uh, lost six of their last seven games. Um, I think they went one and five on this six-game road trip. And yet they have gained a game in the National League Central standings. Ladies and gentlemen, the National League Central. Take a bow. Adam. Happy Monday. How are you doing? I, I think that was a very glass half empty way you set that up because the energy I'm bringing into this podcast is the Brewers have ended their six game losing streak. That's they're now they're on the way back up. We could be, you know, at the beginning of what might be a very, very long winning streak. In fact, Andrew, so the Brewers have ended their six game long losing streak. I'm sure it's going to be the longest losing streak of the season, right? And yeah, they've gained a game in the NL Central standings. Yes, they have. Wow the 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 Bucks fire Mike Budenholzer, and all of a sudden you're looking for silver linings all across across the rest of the sports world. Uh, I like this. I like this new Adam. This is uh, something I wasn't quite anticipating going into this, but we well, can unpack for, that first at a later of all, date. First of all, that was uncalled for. Uh, we don't need to read the books in this world, you know. <laughs> 
we're looking up, we're looking at Brewers' optimism. Is it based on what we're seeing with our eyes? No. Um, is it based on what maybe some others are seeing in the numbers? No. But it is true that they have ended their six-game winning streak and have won the last time we saw them. Is it a vibe? No. Is it an underlying statistic? No. But we need to believe it. And 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 I will say this: there's no reason to believe any other team in the NL Central or even the National League beyond the Dodgers and Braves are going to be much better than the Brewers for the rest of the season. We have no evidence of that. So I think uh, believing that beating the San Francisco Giants uh, on getaway day on a Sunday can lead to a turnaround for the rest of the season. I, I don't think there's any reason to not think that. So, you know, I, I endorse and embrace the, the ideology you're bringing to this episode. Um, the, the NL central leading pirates have lost seven straight, seven straight. That's worse than six straight. You know, the brewers could be right there with them, but they said, no, no more. It's time for the natural order of things to be restored. The Cardinals are 11 and 24. As I said to you, just before we started recording, I was reading Ken Rosenthal's piece on Wilson Contreras, Bill's brother. And, you know, what in the world are the Cardinals going to do? And how this was always the wrong fit. And what were they thinking? What was going through their mind? Like, look, these are all good things. Positive things. 11 and 24 I... St. Louis Cardinals, 19 and 15 Brewers, ready to grab control of the NL Central any day now. I love the idea of Ali Marmol. Uh, walking in, into John Mozilak's office and be like, "Hey, you guys know this guy can't catch?" And they're like, "It's the first I've heard." Like, uh, like I don't know what you're talking about. He can well, catch. apparently can't. Ollie Marmol was in the same uh, supposedly Wilson Contreras aced the interview, and that's what this is all about. Ollie Marmol was there. It was a three-hour-long interview, and they all came away being like, "Wow, look at this guy!" And that's. They broke with tradition. They broke with their habits that have worked over the years. And 11 and 24. So no one, no one is shedding a tear in Milwaukee for the St. Louis Cardinals or Chicago. It's, for that it, matter. It, it's like how obviously you and I don't do YouTube because we have faces for radio, or at least I do. Um, I have this guitar that's broken in the background of this Zoom. I think Wilson Contreras had like a catcher's mitt back there. And they're like, oh, he's got a catcher's mitt in the room. Of course he can catch. Nevertheless, Adam, we are here to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers versus the San Francisco Giants. I don't think we have any updates to the the injury watch list. I think uh, we have, I guess, some transactions that have occurred. One mid-series, one before, I believe, the most recent series. Uh the Brewers optioned Jake Cousins back to Nashville and called up left-hander Bennett Sousa, obviously who they acquired uh, earlier in the year um, from the Cincinnati Reds in exchange for cash and an international bonus pool space. So Bennett Sousa, another lefty for the bullpen. Um, and something you talked about in the last podcast, you brought up Hobie Milner getting a heavy workload. So for that reason, I think coming up with a guy who can also factor into those situations where you need a left-handed reliever out of the bullpen is a good thing because I think as we have been seeing the workload had been getting to Hobie potentially. He's just been asked to do so much and if they can have somebody to take that burden off of him until Justin Wilson comes up in June or July, I think that's a good thing. 
Yeah, and I, I don't know if you saw this, Andrew, but um, in his media availability, after joining up with the Brewers, Bennett Sousa spoke to Sophia Minard and Kurt Hogue and was talking about having added a fourth pitch, um, which I believe was a sinker, if I'm remembering correctly. And you are correct. A, it is a pitch that he did not have until a month ago when he came to Milwaukee or to the Brewer system. I guess pitching lab got to work. In his own words, they showed him a grip and they said, we think this will work for you. Here's your grip, go throw it. And he seems to be very very happy with how that has progressed so far. So that's an interesting one to monitor too. Um, the bullpen needs some wins like that. They need some discovery, some reclamation projects where maybe they're spotting something that others are missing and they're giving guys the confidence they need. Look, Benesus is friend. Uh, Peter Strzelecki was someone who kind of fit that bill too, if they can do the same in this case. It would be a big win for the Brewers, and honestly, it doesn't feel like an exaggeration to say one or two wins in that kind of department, particularly with the bullpen, could be season-defining for this team, certainly in getting them through what is going to be a rough enough stretch middle of the season until, say, we get Brandon Woodruff back to... Um, yeah, it would be nice for just some, some added options, some new weapons, and some stability in the bullpen. Absolutely. Uh, on um, Sunday, obviously, uh, another roster move, Tyson Miller option back to, to Nashville, and then Adrian Hauser called up to make his first start of the season. So that's the only other bit of housekeeping. Um, another uh, a guy we've talked about, I think, with an article from Adam McCalvey a few weeks ago, but now there's one by Kurt Hogan, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Uh, Tyler Black at Biloxi continues to have a really good um, season, finally healthy. So go check that out if you are so inclined. Um, but other than that, we can get into the series, the Milwaukee Brewers against the San Francisco Giants. On Friday evening, Corbin Burns on the mound against Sean Manaya, And it would be a good start for the Brewers against a lefty in Manaya. Willie Adamas singles in the first to score William Contreras. That makes it one nothing Brewers. Then Owen Miller um, would score after an, I guess, an errant, uh, or not an errant pickoff attempt because eventually they would get Brian Anderson. Uh, he was picked off trying to steal second, stayed in the rundown long enough for Owen Miller to score 2 nothing Brewers after the first. Uh, in the Bottom half of that inning, uh, that lead would be a race. J.D. Davis hits an opposite field home run to right field to score himself, and Lamont Wade Jr. makes it 2-2 two to two after the first inning. I've obviously been watching more baseball games in this park than you have just over the years. I do not remember too many right-hand hitters going opposite field over the giant Levi's Landing side in right field. Levi's 501s, Adam, as we know, are an iconic brand in this country. Uh, I don't know if no, you had any thoughts. No free over... ads, but that's an important uh, inside joke to get in there. Truly iconic for anyone else in the GSPN crew listening. Yeah, sorry. Sometimes the inside joke is just uh, <laughs> too too much to pass up. Uh, in the fifth inning, um, Tyrone Taylor scores on an error from Joey Bart. That was the, the uh, errant pickoff attempt that uh, I, I was mentioning. 3-2 Brewers uh, in the fifth. Then Owen Miller, who 
had a really good series in, in the in the role that he serves as we keep seeing sacrifice fly scores Joey Weimer. It's four to two after the fifth inning. Corbin Burns, uh, for the most part in this game, even though he wasn't as sharp as as we mentioned, was good and he was undone uh by an error in the fifth inning. Uh Burns goes six innings, four hits, five runs. Only two of them were earned. Three walks and five strikeouts. I think it was a game the Brewers could have won had they either A scored a few more runs or B the error had not happened. Um, Cal Stevenson, it was safe at first in that f- fifth inning um, with uh, Wisely on and one out. Wisely still second. Stevenson grounds the ball to Willie Adamas, makes a, a, a poor throw to first base. Luke Boyd can't handle it. It's one I personally think that Rowdy Glez probably scoops up there. We talk about the the trade-off between Rowdy's range versus Boyd's range. Not that it's necessarily that exceptional, but Rowdy, the one thing that he brings to you at first base is that sure-handedness in fielding throws from his fellow infielders. And that's a spot where I think he makes that scoop and, and you might get out of that inning without the damage. Uh, after Stevenson reaches on the air, Lamont Wade Jr. strikes out. Uh, then uh, Tyro Estrada infield single on a ground ball back to Burns that he can't field cleanly, scores wisely since Stevenson to third, walks J.D. Davis, and then Jock Peterson singles uh, to center field to score Estrada and Stevenson. It's 5-4 to four Giants after the fifth inning. So the error leads to the to the inning going astray and marring what I think was otherwise uh, one of the more positive Corbin Burns starts to the season. Yeah, I guess it was and it wasn't. And it wasn't mostly just because we just want to see the very best version of Corbin Burns every single start right now because it feels like that this team needs that. Um, But definitely, like... Missed opportunities. The offense far from dazzling. Um, but feels a little bit better than some of what we'd seen before this um, in the losing streak. I think that generally applies to this series. Even in the game we'll talk about in a moment, it feels like the Brewers had some opportunities and could easily have turned the game and the series in a different way. I wasn't crazy with this lineup. We haven't been doing too much lineup commentary, and I don't want to go back to us playing the hits. But Rowdy out, Luke Void in. I'm having a tough time with Luke Void at the moment. We kind of alluded to this at the end of our last episode of what could be coming down the tracks. Although maybe that unfolds a completely different way. Um, we'll we'll find out. Contreras and leadoff did not work, makes some sense, but I don't know. I saw this lineup and I was like, eh, this doesn't feel like it. Whatever this is, it doesn't feel like it. And that is ultimately what proves to be the case. But as you said, you know, remove an error and this could be a different game. Yeah, absolutely. Um I I I'd like uh William at leadoff from time to time. Uh, I, I, uh, now that he's tapping into some power as he did later in the series, I, I like the, the William at clean off, clean up or in the middle of the order even more. But to it's, this point, it's really season, yelly to clean up is, is the kind of part of it that it's, I'm not yeah, entirely and, sure on. Well, yeah, I just don't, unless it's like a day of rest, I don't like Rowdy being out of the lineup at any point this season just because of like, 
the unreliability of whoever would replace him. That's my biggest issue. And then, like you said, Yelich cleanup doesn't make a lot of sense. I uh, I think Craig's just been really good this season for the most mm-hmm. part. Like I've been very happy with a lot of his decisions. So that's probably why we haven't like talked about things uh, because there's been a lot of just things that have gone wrong in terms of who's available and he's made it work the best that he could. So, yeah, I think that's why we haven't really talked too much about that. Um, but, yeah, Rowdy just tough series for him. Not great. Obviously did have the one game where his only hit bat was um, a pinch hit appearance at the end of the game um, and a strikeout. But just would would like to, to see him in the lineup more often than not. And that has been the case. But just I think you and I advocated very heavily for Luke Voigt in the spring. He had a great spring. And... We liked, despite some of his struggles last year, we liked what he could bring to the lineup in this role, and he just hasn't shown it. And that's, at a certain point, again, you, you start asking questions. And um, we're not to that point yet, but we're getting closer. Um, in relief of Burns, uh, Bryce Wilson works around two walks to throw a scoreless inning, uh, records a strikeout in there. Hobie Milner... Um, in the eighth inning, allows a solo homer to Wilmer Flores to make it six to four Giants. Elvis Paguero um, comes in, uh, records two outs on two strikeouts to get out of things. Sean Manaya goes five innings, six hits, four runs, three earned, two walks, six strikeouts. So wasn't dominant by any means against the left-handed starting pitcher. The Brewers actually performed pretty well as an offense and then against the bullpen couldn't get anything going. John Brabia, an inning pitched. Um, two strikeouts for him. And then uh, Tyler Rogers comes in and records two scoreless innings, one hit, two strikeouts. And then to to wrap up the game, uh, Camilo Doval gets through the inning, a 6-4 uh, Giants win. Moving on to game two, uh, this was an eventful one. Uh, Colin Ray on the mound for the Brewers and Alex Cobb on the mound for the Giants. And... Uh, Alex Cobb <laughs> pretty much put the Brewers in a pretzel. Um, guy that throws, uh, you know, I, I think he throws a lot of strikes and works quick, and uh, that didn't work out so well for the Brewers. Seven innings pitch, five hits, no runs, none of them earned. Two walks, five strikeouts. Uh, Giants get the scoring started in the second inning on a Joey Bart double that scored Michael Conforto. This was kind of a weird play where... Uh, Christian Yelich was anticipating a different type of carom off that left field corner. Instead, it was one that bounced into shallow left field. Yelich had to charge in on it and try and throw uh, out Conforto at the plate. And it was not to be kind of a, a hard luck run there for Colin Ray early in the game. And then in the third with Lamont Wade Jr. on base, Tyro Estrada homers to make it three nothing after the third inning. Colin Ray overall, the I guess the Colin Ray special is what we'll call it. Six innings pitch, four hits, three runs. They were all earned one walk, four strikeouts. Continues to just be a guy that keeps the Brewers in games. Um, and not much more you can ask there, but this was a day where the offense struggled in particular. Uh, six hits for the Brewers on the day, but only scratched across one run. Um, the one run came... Um, Excuse me. Sorry. I've lost my place in my notes, Adam. Um, the one run came on an Owen Miller single late in the game when the Brewers were trying to stage a late rally. This is a game where 
the frustration uh, <laughs> seemed to be uh, bubbling up with everyone. This is a game where Craig Council would get ejected. If I, I haven't seen if John Boy has done a video on it yet, but this was some great lip reading material. Um, if he did, uh, Council was frustrated uh, with the umpire for. Uh, what I described as a disengagement kerfuffle. It was in the mm -hmm. fourth inning uh, where Rowdy Telez is up. Willie Adamas is on first base. Alex Cobb steps off the mound and then throws to first and then throws to first again. The first base umpire says, okay, that's the third disengagement. You didn't get him out. Willie go to first, first base. The home, home plate umpire disagreed and I guess for whatever reasons, said that the first disengagement wasn't a disengagement, and so that he's used up his two, and then Craig correctly and cathartically erupted on the umpires. And I think the one thing that we were able to make out was him saying, who fucked up? You fucked up? He fucked up? Who fucked up? And from there, I, I, I gotta say, you know, it's a long baseball season, Adam, and when you're frustrated with your team's performance and you see uh, your manager yelling at an umpire, I think it almost feels like a release of your own emotions. I don't know if you uh, have a similar feeling. Uh, I mean, like the start, yeah, you, you mentioned and you're not wrong in highlighting just what kind of game Cobb had. He got some help to begin with with that. Um very beneficial when you have a few pretty clear balls get called as strikes in big spots early. And I think that was something that was really bubbling under and frustrating the Brewers and frustrating Craig without ever really getting to a place where it's like they were chirping about it, they were chirping about it. that wasn't the case. And yeah, then the, the disengagement kerfuffle, which we'll go with as the official, the official term for what happened here. It's kind of clear as day. I I don't understand it. I it it should have been a bulk. I it's as clear as day. Uh, how how is the first thing not a disengagement? And it's even seemed like it was being treated like that at the time. And then what? It's just not. I I don't get it. So Craig was considerably more restrained than I would have been, um, or than a lot of other managers are. Even. You know, getting tossed, I think he does so with a level of dignity and grace that I don't think I would have had in that spot because it's just ridiculous. It's complete nonsense. So this is a game that ultimately ends up pretty close. I mean, yeah, you lose by three runs, but the Brewers had multiple opportunities with game time run coming to the plate in the ninth and a couple of hard hit balls. And it could very easily have gone a different direction, but Bad decisions at early junctures in this game certainly didn't set the Brewers up to succeed, and I fully get why Craig got tossed, why he was angry about it. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just good to get things off your chest, and that's what uh, Craig did there. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, the Giants make it 4 nothing in the seventh on a Brett Wisely home run. Uh, <laughs> the Maybe the most painful part of this game was Taylor Rogers coming into the eighth inning and throwing a scoreless eight. It's like, cool, man. Where was that last year? Where was it, Taylor? You've been waiting. I Not mean, that he's been particularly the good this season. Been, the Giants have been asking, where is that this year, too? Which <laughs> is also like he did do that uh, on a few occasions with the Brewers, which only makes him all the more annoying. Um, yeah, so... he was. He was like, uh, if, you know, four times a month you go to the grocery store and two out of those four times you drive your car directly through the the glass door of the grocery store. The two times that you made it back with the milk, I'm very pleased with. But, you know, stop crashing into the front door. Um, yeah, I think that worked. Anyway, uh, in the ninth inning, as you mentioned, the Brewers would get something going. John Brabia trying to close things out. Walks William Contreras, walks Brian Anderson. Uh, Bryce Serang strikes out looking. Owen Miller single left, scores Contreras, makes it 4-1. Um, Tyron Taylor pinch hits for Joey Weimer. They had to bring on Camilo Duvall, their closer, to close things out. Uh, Taylor hit the ball pretty well to center field, uh, but it wasn't enough. Uh, fly out to center, and then Yelich gave the ball a charge to left center field as well. Ends the game. 4-1 win for the Giants which takes us to getaway day Sunday, the last day of the road trip. Brewers trying to scratch out one win on this road trip, and they would do just that on the mound. Adrian Hauser making his return to the Brewers rotation, um, facing off against Ross Stripling. Uh, long time, or at least medium time, uh, <laughs> Dodger Ross Stripling now pitching for the San Francisco Giants. It's all. It always looks weird for me when, like, uh, 
say a, a Cubs, a Cardinal or a Brewers, a Cardinal or a Cub or vice versa, like Boxberger doesn't look right. And the Chicago Cubs colors, things like that. A Red Sox, a, it, a Red Sox is a Yankee now. These kind of things just, you know, they play with the brain and, and your eyeballs. And, and it's something um, strange. Uh, Hauser kind of just did what Adrian Hauser does in a mostly good way. I was I was pessimistic about this outing about three innings into his day and came away with being like, all right, good job. You gave the Brewers a chance to win. Uh, four and two-thirds innings pitch. Uh, scatter seven hits and a walk. Two runs allowed. They were both earned and five strikeouts. 87 pitches in his return. You'll take that. Uh, Brewers lead early. A William Contreras home run to left scored him and Rowdy Telez after Rowdy got on via a walk, I believe. So the Giants would answer in the second. A Brett Wisely single makes it 2-1. Then Lamont Wade Jr. singles to make it 2-2. Willie Adamas absolutely blisters a sacrifice fly to left field to score Christian Yelich in the third to make it 3-2, get that lead right back immediately. And then Adamas again in the fifth inning with a home run to left field. His 100th career home run, Willie Adamas, had been a guy that would been has been struggling and said we said he needed to really bounce back to really help out this lineup and he did it in a big way in this series. I mean, even that sacrifice fly, he was on that ball and like he seems to be finding his way through this slump and he was especially big in this series as well as Hauser working around trouble, which is something you expect him to do. Obviously, in the first inning, he gets into a bit of trouble and then induces that uh, ground ball double play. Uh, I'll take that from Adrian Hauser, and really good to see Willie Thomas bounce back. I, I think one of the things for Hauser is just one walk because you know he is going to give up contact. There are going to be some hits. That is the kind of pitcher he is, although five strikeouts is nice to add into the mix here. So where it really gets out of control is if you don't have command and you're you're not finding the zone, and then when you find the zone, there also hits, and that's where it becomes untenable. So to see him come out and only give up one walk, have 87 pitches, two earned runs is very nice work, and very, very welcome for the Brewers and their rotation at the moment, uh, as is this series overall when it comes to Willie Adamas, because it had been pretty ugly for a couple of weeks. And to see him not just break out of it and absolutely crush a ball for what would be his 100th home run of his career, but also to just see him make good, solid contact, uh, find the opposite field when he needed to. Brewers need that. They need it badly. I think, again, we mentioned on the last episode it applies when it comes to the gap in homers that had developed where Rowdy was really getting way out in front of everyone else. At some point, you're going to need others to chip in and kind of close that, and it applies beyond the power. It's been something we've talked about across the entire history of this podcast. Um, the key to really unlocking Willie Adamas to being an absolute superstar is just finding the consistency at the plate as well. Uh, we know the dazzling things he can do, but if he can just... I guess, in part, become a smarter, more sensible hitter. Uh, it unlocks a whole lot for him and for the Brewers. 13 plate appearances in the series, just one strikeout. And I think that's that's a big deal for him. We talked about 
the patience and the walk rate being improved. And obviously there's been some regression there, but just having series where he takes what comes to him, drew a walk, four singles, the homer, the sack flies. I mean, just uh, a really positive step forward. We'll see what happens. Obviously it's long season. Things happen Um, in the fifth. Hobie Miller comes in in relief of Adrian Hauser with two runners on strikes out Jock Peterson to get out of that. Um, Milner would get into a bit of trouble in the sixth inning. A Wilmer Flores double um, would uh, sandwich a Michael Conforto strikeout before another single for the Giants. Yoel Piamps comes on uh, in relief of Milner, strikes out Austin Slater, and then gets Brett Wisely to pop out to get out of the jam there. Uh, Piamps would record a, another scoreless inning to follow. Uh, that was encouraging as well uh, after the the, the, the uh, uh, I think it was the seventh or eighth inning uh, disaster in Colorado. Piamps uh, comes on to go one and two thirds innings, allows just a single hit, no walks, no runs, three strikeouts. Uh, Peter Strzelecki gets himself into a bit of trouble, allowing two hits in the um, eighth inning, but then he would come back with three strikeouts to get himself out of that jam. Another guy who was uh, part of a tough back end bullpen performance in Colorado. Uh, he bounces back there. The Brewers add some insurance in the ninth inning. Christian Yelich single scores Joey Weimer. Willie Adamas, there's that man again, single scores Christian Yelich. The Brewers go up 7-2 in the ninth. And then in the ninth, Devin Williams comes on, allows a solo homer to Tyro Estrada. Um, that was the only hit or run he would allow in the inning. Gets a strikeout and ends up getting out of the inning. He had to allow a run at some point, Adam, and if he's going to do it, do it with a five-run lead, Devin. It's fine. You've got that one out of the way. You want to allow another run till August, we'll say. Um, Brewers close out this series with a 7-3 win and uh, look ahead to a homestand. After a road stand, it's going to leave a bitter taste in your mouth no matter what, just because you go 1-5 and five on a road trip. That's no fun, but not really damaging in the standings. And yeah, like like you said, I'm looking at the the picture of the National League, and the picture that you're looking at is the Atlanta Braves running away with everything in an NL East that I think has been disappointing other than them, and then the Dodgers kind of rounding into form. But other than that, the Brewers, while in a bad way, have, have not been damaged, and it's an opportunity to say, all right, we've played some of our, you know, we've played as badly as we could have possibly played after a really good start to the season but this doesn't have to define our season. And I, I hope that's what uh, happens moving forward. I hope so too. They just need to get back on the horse. I mean, as I mentioned up top, losing streak is done. You've got a win under your belt. You're getting back home. Sure, it's the Dodgers, but I... The Brewers don't need to fear that, and I think also the rotation should get back to something that's a little closer to resembling normality. Um, I believe we're probably done with Colin Ray for the time being. We'll see how that develops, and hopefully there are no more injuries, um, and we'll see what his role ends up being. Does he, does he end up sticking around in a different capacity? I don't know. Um, but it would be nice to get back home and win a series against the Dodgers and then start to kind of look onward again. Um, Cardinals coming up in the not too distant future. 
the Rays beyond that, the Astros, like some interesting series for a variety of reasons. Um, and I think a good time for the Brewers to right the ship. Um, come out two series wins against the Dodgers and the Royals. And I think then you're in a spot where you can bury the Cardinals, you know, 50 feet below the ground, you know, in a vault and focus your season on, on different kind of priorities. And that would be, that would be good. So early in the year. Yes, it would Adam. And we now turn to the master brewer leaderboard update for this series. 34 games played on the year. Uh, Willie Adamas, we talked about him before. Five for 10, a walk, a homer, five RBI, just the one strikeout in the 13 plate appearances. William Contreras, four for 12, a double, a homer. Um, nice to see him tapping into some of that power. Bryce Serang, a back to back positive series at the plate for Bryce after uh, a slump. Three for eight, one walk. Owen Miller uh, came through in. Big situations when he was playing. Two for seven, a run, two RBI. Corbin Burns, six innings pitch, four hits, just the two earned runs, three walks, five strikeouts. If, the, you know, the throwing error kind of disrupted that inning, but I think his performance, <coughs> excuse me, there it is, was still worthy. Uh, Yoel Pimes, one and two-thirds innings pitch, one hit, no runs, three strikeouts, uh, got out of a jam, and then added uh, another full inning of work to really uh, help out the Brewers. Leaderboard through 34 games. Peter Strzelecki and Devin Williams with seven. Willie Thomas, Brian Anderson, Bryce Wilson with six. Bryce Terang, Yoel Piams, Christian Yelich, Riley Telez, Wade Miley, Gary Mitchell with five. William Contreras, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Hobie Milner, Joey Lemur with four. Eric Lauer with three. Owen Miller, Jesse Winker, Brandon Woodruff, Gus Farland, Javi Guerra, Elvis Poguero, Victor Caratini, Jake Cousins, Colin Ray with two. Luke Voigt, Mike Brasso, Matt Bush, Tyson Miller, Tyrone Taylor with one. That's through 34 games. Still got a lot more left to play, and we'll get that started off today, as you're probably listening to this, Monday, May 8th, 6.40 Central Start, Freddie Peralta versus Tony Gonzalez. Tuesday, May 9th, came to the series, 6.40 Central Start, Eric Lauer versus Noah Syndergaard. Wednesday, an afternoon game, 12.40 Central Start, two future Hall of Famers on the mound, Wade Miley against Clayton Kershaw. Uh, an off day Thursday is followed by a three-game set against the Kansas City Royals. And then, as you mentioned, after that, it's off to St. Louis to hopefully, hopefully, hopefully just to slide some more dirt on that grave for the Cardinals. We can always hope, Andrew. We can always hope. Okay, that does it for us for this episode. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. That's cruising for a bruising, so you never miss an episode. You should also be subscribing to the rest of the Eurostep Podcast Network shows. The main feed, the Eurostep Podcast Network, is home to all things Milwaukee books. That's the Eurostep with Ty and Rowan winning six with myself and Jordan Tresky. Um, I believe a new episode of Eurostep has dropped this morning. Um, looking at how the books can get better, what, what they could change for the better, post Mike Budenholzer. Jordan Tresky and I did a, a much more instant reaction episode to the bud firing the end of last week so you're still looking to kind of dive deep on all things books moving on from mike budenholzer your step podcast network feed has you covered talking to tundra numak and jordan remain on top of all things green bay packers 
And last, by no means least, to make time for this as a home for all things pop culture, here at GSPN, Andrew and I will have an episode coming up later in the week. We'll be back to it after a week off. And I... I don't know. I feel like next week might end up being like a double episode week. I don't know. We'll have to work some things out. Um, I feel we've got to get back to succession. You know, from the from rumblings I have heard, Andrew, I feel like after next week's episode could be a good time to do that. So keep an eye out for all of that. Until next time, thanks again to all of you for listening. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Adam.